The Republicans are in control and also out of control at the very at the very same time. Let's well, leave it to the GOP to be in control and out of control, uh, out of control simultaneously. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Happy New Year. Our first episode of 2023. And I got to be honest with you, not sure what 2003 is going to hold in store for everybody, but I know we're going to have a lot to talk about. I know that it's going it's, to it's starting off with a bang, isn't it? You got House Republicans taking charge of, well, the House. And, uh, and at the same time, we don't really even know who's going to be in control of the House, except other than the fact that it's a bunch of Republicans with no leadership. Today, right around noon, right when my show starts, is when the House convenes and the Republicans are going to have to do their first order of business, which is, which is decide on speaker. Do you remember during the campaign, uh, right around November, Kevin McCarthy got together with a bunch of House Republicans and, you know, one of them was Marjorie Taylor Greene, a couple of others. And he said, look, our first order of business, as soon as we take control of the House of Representatives, our first order of business is we are going to fire those 87,000 IRS agents. Well, that was not really accurate. The first order of business is figuring out if Kevin McCarthy is actually going to be the Speaker of the House and put into a position to fire those 87,000 IRS agents. Uh, Kat Kamak, our good friend, Congresswoman from Florida's third district, said the first order of business is going to be to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas at the Department of Homeland Security. Well, the first order of business is actually going to be who the hell is going to lead us because we still uh, we still don't know. Kevin McCarthy's been vying for votes, doesn't have them, and if he doesn't have them by noon today, it's going to be a battle. And whenever a battle begins, whoever's in the lead becomes weaker, and typically people who are who are not in the lead become stronger. We'll break that down for you here. In just a minute, this all goes back, by the way, to something that I've been working on for the past week and a half, two weeks, and that is my um, Republican Revolution resolutions, which are available now. I told you guys you'd be the first to know. I told you guys we'd make it public. Um, If you would like, we've set up a website. It's Republican 2023, Republican spelled, you know, like Republican 2023.com. And if you go to Republican 2023.com, you can see there I've uh, I've put up um, for, you know, for your availability the Republican Revolution Resolutions for 2023. Ten things the GOP must do. They must do these things in 2023 if they even want a chance at winning back any kind of semblance of power in 2024. If they want to win the White House, great. You can have Ron DeSantis, you can have Donald Trump, you can have whoever you want, but if you don't do these things, you're not going to win. If you want to win back the Senate, fantastic. It's yours for the taking. The Senate, (coughs) pardon me, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, is low-hanging fruit in 2023. The Senate has a multitude of pickups for Republicans. It could easily swing back to the right, uh, unless, of course, the Republicans do these or uh, ignore my 10 Republican revolution resolutions. If they don't do these 10 things, nothing's going to happen. The Democrats will somehow continue to control every branch of government. And then, of course, the uh, Congress. We we need not just a majority, but a a bigger majority, a supermajority in the House of Representatives for anything to get done really easily. And as we can see, that's not happening. Uh, We have a slim majority in the House of Representatives, and it's already wreaking havoc, causing mayhem, creating problems um, for Kevin McCarthy and for the rest of the caucus as they go into what's supposed to be a transformative year where we can finally dial back some of this crap that Joe Biden and the Democrats have been pushing forward, uh, pushing on us as legislation and leadership, which it's neither. I mean, it's legislation. Pardon me, but it's bad. It's bad legislation Um, at that. So. When, when, uh, the Republicans, so here's, what's going to happen. The Republicans, let me get some water. Cause I'm choking on myself today. First day back. I haven't been talking a lot. <clears throat> got to get the cobwebs out. All right. So, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. 
so the Republicans, the first order of business after they uh, after they convene is they've got to pick the speaker. And here's where we, we stand. Kevin McCarthy has a majority of the votes. He's got a lot of votes in the House. A lot of people are going to support him. It's not going to be the 218 that he needs. You've got about five that we know of holdout uh, conservative Republicans who want change. And, you know, they are feel like they're entitled to it. Kevin McCarthy didn't get elected Speaker of the House. The House changed hands because individuals around the country got elected and they got elected because they were running on a conservative platform. They were running on family rights. They were running on a strong border. They were running on, you know, uh, beating inflation. They were running on gun rights. They were running on, you know, uh, keeping Christianity, um, you know, alive and well and, and attacking all this woke nonsense. It's conservatives won this election. If you look at you know, the grid pack, American grid pack that Kat Kamek put together. A lot of those candidates, 15 of them won, and they all are Donald Trump, make America great candidates. You know, Ron DeSantis is not a moderate. Ron DeSantis is a, is a right wing conservative. And, uh, and he won handedly in Florida. And a lot of people are saying he's the future of this country um, moving forward on the national scale. So when you look at it, conservatives are what won back the House of Representatives. And Kevin McCarthy is not a conservative. So these conservative holdouts, Matt Gates and, and Andy Biggs and a bunch of others, they all believe that moving forward, we don't want the same old Washington swamp creatures. We want new blood. We want somebody who's creative and young and youthful. And well, I mean, not maybe young and youthful because very few of people in Congress are, but, uh, but someone who has, a, you know, an idea that the new conservatives are embracing, not the old school Oh, let's negotiate. Let's be bipartisan. Oh, you know what we've got to do? We've got to we've got to give up some things to get others. No, they don't want any of that. They want a hardcore, rough and tumble, um, conscientious, conservative, combative Republican, much like we write about in the Patriot Manifesto, available at markk.com. And those kinds of people uh, are the ones that got elected. It it makes sense to these folks that they should be the ones in the leadership, that if we're moving forward as a party, a hyper-conservative, combative, uh, courageous party, that's the kind of leadership we need. Not someone who's been around for almost two decades and has been working on both sides of the aisle, uh, who comes from California, um, would they want somebody else? And, you know, it's their right to say that. So what's going to happen is you're going to have this battle, you're going to have the first ballot, and Kevin McCarthy's not going to win. He's not going to win on the first ballot. There may be some other names that get thrown up there. Andy Biggs will probably get thrown up. I hear Jim Jordan's name being tossed around. There could be some other surprises, but it's not going to pass the first time around. And if it doesn't pass the first time around, then it gets interesting. Then people have to negotiate and talk. And much like a, much like a tribal council at Survivor, there's going to be a lot of whispering and a lot of back and forth and a lot of meetings and a lot of deals being made. And eventually someone will rise to the top and say, look, uh, I'm willing to do this if you guys support me. And uh, and then, you know, it could be Kevin McCarthy. It could be somebody else. Um, but that's that's basically what's going to happen. The other thing that could happen is and a lot of Republicans, a lot of moderate Republicans, and there are some of those still, unfortunately, they've been hinting at working with Democrats because remember there all you need are 218 votes. And these Republicans are saying, look, we can just go across the aisle. If, if all we need is five votes or really one or two votes to get to 218. I mean, I think about it. We have a what? We have a four vote majority and there's five holdouts. So if you can get one Democrat to cross uh, you know, the aisle and vote for Kevin McCarthy, then he's Speaker of the House. And the problem with that is Democrats are going to want major concessions. Democrats are going to want promises that we don't want to give them. They're going to want a promise that Joe Biden will not be impeached. 
They're going to want to promise that Hunter Biden will not be investigated. They're going to want promises, you know, that we just, you know, that the 87,000 IRS agents are going to stay put. They're going to want things that we just can't give. Um, in my humble opinion, it's better for us to keep fighting among ourselves until we can come to a decision than like, you don't want to let the, the fox into the hen house. You don't want to let the wolf have a say in how to, uh, you know, how the lambs are going to be shepherded. That doesn't really, that you can't say, Hey, uh, Satan, what do you think about this plan that God has? We'd like your two cents. Uh, uh, Satan stays in hell and God makes the plans. Uh, just ask Drake. He'll tell you all about God's plan. Um, and that's the way it has to be. The Republicans, if they want to set course, if they want to set sail into 2024 in a position of power, they need to come to this decision on their own and they need to come to the right decision. And maybe down the road, Kevin McCarthy is the right decision, but he's an old school decision. He doesn't show real change. He doesn't show America and he doesn't show voters that moving forward, the conservatives are serious about change. He doesn't show America and he doesn't show voters that moving forward, the Republican party is different. It's not the party of Mitch McConnell it's not the party of the Bushes. It's not the party of the Cheneys. This is the party of Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis. This is the party of Marjorie Taylor Greene, even though she supports Kevin McCarthy, but she only does that because he said, I'll put you back on all of your, I'll put you back on all of your committees and, uh, and I'll make you like my right-hand woman. Okay, look, Marjorie Taylor Greene ain't no schlub. She's not stupid. She went to Kevin, but she got thrown off of all her committees by Nancy Pelosi and she went to Kevin McCarthy and she said, I'll support you. I'll try to get other people to support you. And all you have to do is put me back on my committees and give me a bunch of power. And I mean, look, she's going to be a player in this next Congress if Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House. That's why she is going head to head with Lauren Boebert, who doesn't want Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. That's why she's going up against Matt Gates. Many of these people, they've been allies for a very long time. But uh, look, the number one scenario is Kevin McCarthy gets the vote somehow from Republicans. He's Speaker of the House. The number two scenario is somebody else comes forward or somebody else's name is floated. And after a bunch of ballots and a bunch of wheeling and dealing, they're able to become speaker of the house. And then of course, the worst case scenario is that some idiot moderate Republican crosses the aisle, finds a Democrat, promises them something stupid. And then Kevin McCarthy comes speaker of the house with these contingencies or these promises to the Democrats that he's going to have to follow through on. Hopefully that's not the case, but again, Republicans are in power, but also totally out of control. So you never know what's going to, you never know what's going to happen. We're going to find out at noon. We're going to be watching. We'll have C-SPAN on in the corner. So we'll be able to watch it and we'll be able to follow it. And we'll be able to give you the updates as they come in. Um, also a bunch of other stuff we have to talk about because of course this Congress, this new Republican Congress has a large wish list. They've got a large agenda. They made a lot of promises. They promised to impeach uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. They promised to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and James Biden. They promised to get rid of the 87,000 IRS agents. All that should happen, I mean, soon. Um, so this speaker issue, you know, the sooner we get the speaker issue done, the sooner we can start putting America back together after two years of Joe Biden and the Democrats um, destroying it. All right, so if look, if you want to get that copy of the uh, 10 Republican re Revolution resolutions, I, it's not, I, um, I, what I did was I didn't have time to like put it in. A, this is so quick. I got these, I wrote these all down. I wanted to get them out quickly. I didn't have time to like send them to the printer and bind them in a book. I literally printed them off. I put a binder clip on it. I'm sticking them in envelopes. I'm going to send it out to you. There's also a video presentation you'll see there of me going through them all. So if you'd rather just watch me talk about them, by all means, you can do that as well. Uh, and it's really, it's really cool. And it's, it's really, and it's not just Republicans in Congress. Don't think this is just for them. This is for everybody. These are revolution resolutions for 2023 for every conservative. If you're a conservative, these are things you can do and should be doing 
if you want a snowball's chance in hell of winning in 2024. For me, these are things that I'm going to be doing every single day in 2023 to set up for success in 2024. Everything that you know about the Republican Party, everything that you thought you knew about the Republican Party has to change. It's not working. Uh, This last election proved it. And the next election is so important that we've all got to get our ducks in a row. And not only that, we got to get those bitches quacking. Did I just say bitches quacking? Sorry. I'm a little fired up, as you can tell. Republican2023.com is where you need to go. Republican2023.com. Get yourself a copy of the Republican Revolution Resolutions for 2023. Read them, learn them, live them, share them. Let's get conservatives armed and ready for battle in 2024 so we can finally win this war and save the republic.